three icons of motorsports coming together for a weekend of racing excitement. The SCCA with its nearly 80 years of history, Cal Club with 72 years of racing action, and then there's Willow Springs, the baby in the group, founded in 1953. Now, another chapter in this enduring love affair with speed, new stories to add to the lore. This is the Racing Wire Podcast Network's coverage of the Cal Club Region's 2022 U.S. Majors Tour races at Willow Springs. Strap on that helmet and tighten those belts. The racing action starts right now. All right, welcome to Willow Springs International Raceway for California Sports Guitar Club's U.S. Majors Tour races. This is the Sunday edition. We're getting ready for race group one. Tristan and I talked about how good the weather was yesterday, and I am being paid the price for that today. <laughs> I was going to say, you call it the Sunday edition, the windy edition up here as we huddle in the lee of the control tower as best we can. Uh, but still, exciting races across the board. A lot to look forward to. Everybody, uh, you know, cut their chops yesterday, so we'll see what they have to bring today. All right, Group uh, Group 1 races uh, already started their pace lap. Let's go through the starting lineup. Dale Shoemaker is going to start in row 12. Row 11, we've got Philip Clark and Darren Murdoch. Row 10, Chris Yonk and Jesse Lucena. Row 9, Colin Kohler and Norm Benson. Row 8 is Rick Delamere and Roldan de Guzman. Row 7, Izzy Sanchez, David Zink. Row 6, we've got Steve Borlick and Wesley Molno. In row 5, we've got Todd Launchbaugh and Christina Etherington. Uh, Launchbaugh is in a Mazda Miata. Etherington is in an RX-8. Row 4, uh, Mike Henderson racing from uh, Alpine, California in an RX-7. Row 4, Wesley Molno. He is in a Spec Miata. He is from Glendora. Row 3, we've got Mikhail Butenko in car number 47. That is a Ford Mustang. He is from San Francisco. And Chris Qualls on the outside of row 3 from West Los Angeles. He is driving a Mazda RX-7. Row 2, Roger Eagleton, car number 133. He is in a T2 Mustang. He's from Burlingham, uh, California. And the car next to him on the second row is Wayne Graham. He is in an RX-7 from Irvine. And your front row on the outside, Oceanside, California's Tony Rivera in a 74 Mazda RX-3. And our pole sitter is Michael Lewis. He is in a Mazda RX-7, and he, of course, is from Poway. There's your starting lineup here, Tristan. Uh, lots of cars. Should be fun, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, bigger group, 23 cars, all things considered. A couple of categories in here, the GT3s, the T2s, the STLs, then the T4s all on display. Uh, I think there's at least one STU entered in as well, but uh, maybe Dale Shoemaker there. I'll check to see if there are any more. But here they come down the straight or very nearly on it. The Panics car uh, does appear to be lights off at this time, so we should be underway shortly. We'll just wait for that green flag to show, and then we'll get the first race of Sunday underway. And in all seriousness, we do have colder temperatures today. Big winds out here. That could have an effect on some of these cars, probably more so on the Formula cars than on these big uh, sedans. But nonetheless, uh, very very, very windy day out here up in the high desert at Willow Springs. No start. The starter did not like what they saw, and I can tell you why. Car number six, which I believe was supposed to be in the second row, somehow got to be in the front row. So uh, that didn't work out too well, and uh, I'm sure that's going to get the naughty flag or at least a discussion after we're done, if nothing else. Uh, we'll get those cars back in order, and they'll go around one more time. I believe, uh, and I probably should... We, always brush up on this at the start of the season uh, I believe yep this, so the race has started uh, even though we didn't get a green flag this does officially 
work uh, as part of a working race lap. So while we never got the green flag, this is considered a double yellow condition, and our race has begun. So this will go against the 25 or whatever our schedule is today. That's right, today we've got 30 minute races or 18 laps, whichever comes first. Uh, with the weather we have today, as long as there aren't too many full course yellows, we should be able to get those 18 laps in for all these races. And we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right, the field is now coming up through the 3-4 complex here. Uh, they'll come down the, wheel, the, the hill and then hit this back straight. They are now under the control of Michael Lewis, so he is basically your pace car right now. We'll get these cars all formed back up two by two by the time they get back on the main straight. And then hopefully everyone will play like good boys and girls and they will be nice and straight and ready to go. Actually, Michael Lewis had to make a pit stop here. I didn't realize that had happened. Uh, so now your pole sitter for this restart should be Tony Rivera. So he will have control of the field for the rest of this lap. That's the 0-9 car. Um, yeah, there was probably some confusion there when Michael Lewis pulled into the pit lane as, as far as how to get this race started. That may be what led the six car to jump out in front and not understand what exactly was happening. We'll give him maybe the benefit of the doubt on that. Anyway, the cars are now coming into that last section of corners there. They'll be on the front straight here very shortly. And we'll try this again. Second time's the charm, I think. That's what. <laughs> exactly. Is that how it goes? I don't exactly. I feel like it said third, but let's hope that that's not the case there. I do think I did see coming down into turn seven and turn eight that it was still Wayne Graham, who was slightly ahead, but right. uh, I might even out right here, and Tony Rivera may take over uh, in that front spot. Yeah. Yeah, so here we go. Now we've got ourselves a start. Green flag is flying. We've got our cars chasing down towards turn one. Right now, you've got that number six car of uh, Wayne Graham. He was your leader at the start-finish line, but now we're going two or three wide going into turn one. We will see if that works or not. Uh, well, now we're still two wide heading into turn two. To the best I can tell, from this distance, it's really hard to see who is where, but uh, now they're starting to get into single file form as they head up towards turn three. Big hill climb up to the three, four complex. This is where these cars shine because they've got plenty of juice to get themselves up this hill, and uh, that's always fun. You know, horsepower and torque and uphill is a great combination. Well, it's fun on the downhill too, Brian, right? They've got that turn five coming down into turn six. A lot of elevation. you got to carry some of your speed uh, in through that. It looks like that's exactly what the leader is doing. I believe that is still that number six card there of uh, Wayne Graham in the lead, followed shortly behind by, I want to say, it's not Tony Rivera. Uh, it might be some... Not entirely sure actually who that is. We'll get it. We'll get a look when they come around the back side. Things got a little jostled up there on the front. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I, I have on my timesheet that it's actually Mikhail Butenko, Butenko who came across the line in second, but I think that might be a, a little bit of a missed time. Roger Eagleton up in that top three pack as well. Chris Qualls uh, appears to have gone at some point in time into the pit lane, perhaps, all things considered. Uh, and then Michael Henderson and Wesley Molno were our latest grid, but they now come down around that dangerous turn nine. A little bit of dust kicked up right there, but we don't see anybody off the track, so must have just been a warning track, and then they go, and still in the lead at number six uh, is Wayne Graham. 
That's right. Wayne Graham is still our leader here. Uh, one thing I want to no note today, our broadcast position this weekend is outdoors, so you are going to hear some wind noise today. We didn't have that yesterday. So uh, we pardon the wind. There's not a whole lot that I can do. I don't have a direct line to Mother Nature to get her to cut it out. So uh, so if you do hear a little wind noise here, it's uh, par part of the situation that we're dealing with, and we uh, appreciate your patience with that. All right, our leader's now heading up tur towards turn three. Uh, at this point in time, uh, everyone's at this point in just kind of a nose to tail snake trying to get things figured out. We do have kind of a three car breakaway uh, in the front. Those three cars are Graham, Eagleton, and Butenko as they work their way again now through this uh, section of S's and onto the back straight here. There's about five car lengths, six car lengths between first and second and second and third, and then a, and then a much bigger gap between uh, between third and fourth place. We'll give you those numbers here when they cross the line the next time. Uh, but, uh, you know, right now they're all just kind of getting ready to go, and, and they calm down after that, that non-start, and they're now settling into their racing groove. We're about uh, six minutes into this 30-minute race, so still a long, long way to go here. Well, it looked like they were tightening up a bit there, Brian, as they were coming down through the five turn, but going into seven and eight, they put on some speed and kind of spread out in that middle pack. They're still a relatively tight group. They're actually coming down uh, two abreast right here, and it will be the number nine car there of Tony Rivera, who makes a brief pass on the inside and pushes himself a position ahead, but still that middle pack kind of hanging back. Another attempted pass there coming into turn number one does not manifest for that middle pack group, and that group of three at the front that we just mentioned, they continue to pull away here. We should be seeing them coming back around uh, to turn three uh, in just a second and then moving up the hill into turn four and five momentarily. All right, the times at the line. I don't, did you mention the times at the line? I don't, okay, good. I, did. I, I was readjusting my headset, so uh, there was a minute, uh, 1.7 seconds between first and second place, and then the gap between second and third was 0.6 seconds, and then there was that bigger gap I was talking about. That's now 2.4 seconds between third and fourth place. That was what it was at the line, and it seems as though the gaps at the front are kind of keeping it about the same, although our leader does seem to be getting a little bit more of a lead, and that gap between third and fourth also seems to be about the same as it was before. Well, the middle pack, six, seven, eight, uh, that'll be Chris Qualls, Wesley Molno, Christina Etherington, uh, Izzy Sanchez is in there as well, Steve Borlek. There's not a ton of distance in between them in terms of timing. Uh, Chris Qualls and Wesley Molno in particular uh, in the number 62 and number 110 respectively are quite close to one another, at least on our last lap time, and Christina Etherington not far behind them at all. So that's kind of the group to keep an eye on, at least for now. Uh, you see the lead there of Wayne Graham, by the way, slowly expanding on that last rotation. Roger Eagleton dropping a little bit back, still being threatened by Mikhail Butenko as they come here through the finish line. And we continue our racing action here, two by two in some places, and then single file in others. Uh, this race is kind of playing out a little bit like the race we had late in the day yesterday with the smaller uh, with the smaller production cars where we had this really fierce battle in the middle of the race, in the middle of the pack. Uh, it was like a battle for 5th, 6th, 7th. It seems like we've got a little bit of that developing here as well. It does look like our third place car is making up some time on the second place car. That's Butenko, who's trying to catch up to rather, uh, Roger Eagleton. Uh, th that gap has really come down. I don't know if uh, Eagleton had a bit of a hiccup or a bobble that allowed that to happen, or maybe with our colder temperatures today, maybe 
maybe the tires are just starting to come in for the third place car, uh, but he's definitely made up some, some distance here on our second place car. Yeah, Butinko definitely nipping at the heels there of Eagleton, just looking for an opportunity. I mean, the thing is, when they do get up to that turn four and five, they do tend to get awfully close, right? Because everything into that turn is a little bit of a sacrifice of speed, all things considered. So we tend to see them bunch up a bit. And then as they come down that seven and eight and really push it into turn nine, things do spread out. But uh, there's a little bit of fierce competition there at the back of the middle group. I didn't quite catch the car, but there was a pass. So uh, movement is happening up and down the grid. And here comes uh, right past us, Wayne Graham. Uh, and still lagging behind just a little bit, Roger Eagleton and his tail in Botanko. You know, this is a perfect example of where you can see where one car has got, you know, the advantage horsepower-wise, top-end-wise, and another car might have a, an advantage in the twisty bits, you know, because the, uh, the, where, where they're making up the time, at least in this particular situation, is in those tighter corner areas where handling and all of that is, is really most important. And then where the, the, the second-place car seems to have a little bit of an advantage is uh, when they start coming down the hill and then into the back straight and across the front straight, of course, that's where the horsepower makes all the difference. So, And that's exactly the same thing here. That second-place car caught up even more now right on the tail bumper of, of Eagleton. You've got Patenko and Eagleton. Eagleton goes just a little bit wide coming out of four. That might be an opportunity, or it just might be the better racing line. But they come out of four. Again, it's very similar to last lap. And while all that's happening, our leader, Wayne Graham, just pulling away a little bit, little bit every lap. There's been some shakeups down there in that mid-group as well. It does look like Christina Etherington in number 96 did manage to get around Wesley Nono uh, in number 110, so that occurred. Tony Rivera, by the way, slowly pushing his way upwards. We saw him make a pass here coming to turn one on the last lap. Uh, he's just sitting behind Mike Henderson right now and starting to apply a little bit of pressure. There's not much of a difference between him, Tony Rivera, and the number nine car, Henderson, in number 121, but uh, that's something to keep an eye on there, that middle group battling it out, like you said, Brian, and of course, there's the lead group as well. Butenko just pacing themselves, waiting for the opportunity uh, to, to make some sort of move here on Eagleton and Eagleton having to drive very carefully to stave off any attempted challenge. So at the line, Eagleton had, I would I'd say maybe a five, four or five car length lead and then I'm waiting to see what happens when they get to turn three if it, if it tightens back up again. Uh, that, that would be proof positive of this idea that the second place car has got more speed and the third place car is handling a little bit better and has, is working with the, the, the colder track temperatures and the wind and dealing with that uh, as well. So, and the other thing is, uh, oh, and so this time around the gap didn't come together quite as much as it did last time. The other thing is when they come through turn one, heading towards turn two, that's when they're getting the big blast of these desert Santa Ana winds that we're experiencing today. So that also could be playing into this a little bit as well. And it does also look like that our second and third place cars have made up a little space, uh, a little time on our first place car, which is, which is uh, happening here on this lap. Well, just an added note to the ongoing saga here. Tony Rivera has managed to push all the way into fourth place and is making a decent gap between himself and Mike Henderson. So fourth place looking relatively secure for the moment there. No real car on the chase. If you're wondering about individual class leaders right now, Wayne Graham in the GT3 is sitting in first place for that category. Roger Eagleton in the T2s is at the top of that category. And then in the STLs, the leading STLs, currently Christina Etherington in the number 96 car there. In T4s, it's Izzy Sanchez. 10th place overall, first among the T4s. Same old situation up front. We're going now into the 12th minute of this race, so we're just a few minutes short of halfway. 
Uh, our leaders are, are holding station and uh, not as quite of a racy situation for second and third as we've had in the, in the last few laps, uh, but we're watching that whole thing develop. We should be seeing our leaders now come into view as they hit into turn three in just a second. Does look like Wesley, Mol Wesley Molno did manage to get around Christina Etherington there, so he's moved himself back to the top of the STL class. By the way, Michael Lewis putting up some good lap times here and surging around. He had a bit of an awkward start, like we said, with the pit, but he's now in sixth place uh, here, chasing after Mike Henderson. Just got around Quish Qualls in that number 62 car, so something to keep an eye on there heading up into turn four and five. You'll recognize Michael Lewis in the blue uh, Mazda, I believe. Uh, and then uh, Wayne Graham is looks like I'm getting an indicator that they're in the pit, but I look down and I don't necessarily see them, so I'm not sure where that's coming from necessarily. One thing to notice here with that Michael Lewis car is, you know, he was he was the pole sitter pulled in on the opening lap for some reason and then came out uh, just after uh, just after the race, uh, uh, you know, after a little short pit stop. So he's making his way up through the entire field, and that's he's done this before for, uh, for various reasons, and it's always fun to watch him come through as time goes by here. Our race leader is now coming past me here at the start finish line. And then again, you've got the same three cars, Graham, Eagleton, and Butenko. And, and now it's, it's the, the gaps have opened up just a little bit. We're not getting those moments of raciness going through the twisty bits as we had uh, you know, three or four laps ago. That second third place duel, by the way, is a pure Mustang duel at the moment. Roger Eagleton is sitting in a 2008 Ford Mustang, I believe, and Mikhail Botenko is sitting in a 2007 Ford Mustang. So they're lining up in terms of the years, at least for now. Uh, but it's interesting to see them dueling there at the uh, kind of second stage of the pack. Both of them, by the way, battling for that T2 uh, leadership spot at the moment. Michael Lewis still not yet able to make up the gap on Mike Henderson. But boy, Brian, is it closing. Not much between them right now as they came around here last time. And Tony Rivera uh, is starting to, to lose a little bit of distance, I believe, uh, as well on Mike Henderson, despite racing quite well uh, to get himself into the position he's in now at fourth. We also now have a, little, a couple of back markers in the picture here. Uh, two cars off the back of the pack that the leaders are starting to have to negotiate their way through. Uh, it looks like our leader, uh, Wayne Graham, has gotten through those two cars uh, pretty easily. And here's what t tends to happen, though. You know, the, the cars are, who are off the back know the leader's coming, and they, they are really good at moving over for the first-place car. But then they sometimes get the fog of war and forget that there's a second- and third-place car that's going to come through. And those two cars tend to have more difficulty with with the back markers and uh, so they see the blue flag and they realize it's for one car but they don't realize that the blue flag might be for two cars or three cars coming through all three of those cars have now made it through those two back markers uh, seemingly unscathed so that's good to see yeah, Dale Schumacher making way there, and uh, Mikhail Butentigo passing him right in front of the control tower here, so they will continue that battle as per. Uh, Michael Lewis still chasing the backside of Mike Henderson, not far off now, only about, I think, 0.5 of a, a second between the two of them. Uh, meanwhile, deeper back into the pack, things are pretty tight in 10th, 11th, and 12th, and 13th. Not a lot separating those three, or those four, I should say. Uh, that's Izzy Sanchez, Steve Borlick, 
David Zink and Todd Launchbaugh, uh, but the three of them maintaining a relatively decent pace. Christina Etherington sort of in the lead of that pack right now, but a gap has opened up between Etherington and the lead STL car that is Wesley Molno. Uh, it's about a, it's, it's, it's a not insubstantial gap between the two of them, but perhaps it could be brought up. And still, if you're looking for another grouping, it's five, six, and seven. Henderson, Lewis, and Qualls all relatively tight here as Lewis continues his battle up the grid positions. All right, since we're at the halfway point, Tristan, why don't you take us through the rest of the field since you've got it right there? I will um, be. You know, we got some stuff going on maybe in, in you know, 10th and lower. So let's get through those and we'll complete our full field rundown that way. Indeed, uh, we have, uh, moving on from 11th place, we have David Zink, Todd Launchbaugh, uh, number 14, Roldan de Guzman, number 15, Colin Kohler, number 16, Rick Delamere, number 17, Norm Benson, Jesse Lucena after that, Philip Clark, then Dale Shoemaker and Darren Murdoch and rounded out in the tail end by Chris Yonk, who may not be in the race anymore. We can't quite confirm that at this moment, but he is quite far behind if he is. So we're talking here uh, about, or I'm about to talk about, because I, I, I like talking about it, <laughs> Michael Lewis. He essentially started last. He's up to seventh, and, you know, that's one of the things. Now he's getting into cars that are more closely uh, uh, to him in speed. So, you know, going through the last half of the field fast is not something that's probably terribly surprising. And now he has to work his way up through the cars that are more equally matched to him. And that will be interesting to see with now uh, about 13 minutes left in this race, whether he'll be able to work his way up into a podium position today. Do not be surprised if that actually happens. It wouldn't necessarily surprise me at all, Brian. And, and to me, you know, make a note, obviously our races are a little bit longer today. There is a little bit more time. I know as we were watching our groups yesterday, we definitely saw some some moments where we're like, oh, if they only had one more lap or they only had two more laps, they probably would have completely shifted the position of the grid. So you've got those laps today. You can, you can play with those. Uh, speaking of Michael Lewis, by the way, he is uh, absolutely hugging the backside of Henderson right now as they come round through turn number eight and head into turn number nine. Henderson is done a remarkable job actually of keeping Michael Lewis from passing him but you do get the sinking sensation Brian that it's only a matter of time before Henderson does uh, sort of lose that battle and Michael Lewis will slingshot past him and move up on Chris Qualls and they're actually all starting to close in a little bit on Chris Qualls sitting in that number five spot. All right here they come we've got a short maybe four car length lead between uh, between uh, uh, Michael Lewis and Henderson and then there's another car right in front of those two so uh, a good opportunity here in the next probably lap maybe lap and a half for Lewis to pick up two more positions here as we work our way uh, now towards the uh, uh, 10 minutes to go in this race we're we're at the uh, we're at the seven oh it's seven laps to go they flipped my uh, scoring monitor from laps completed to laps to go uh, so we've got that situation going on here. So seven laps to go. I think we'll be able to get that in on time and still get the full 18, uh, full 18 laps in here. Uh, and we're now seeing a lot of cars come up through back markers and that's always makes for some interesting moments. 
Yeah, we just actually saw our lead group there pass by a back marker, and it looks like there's a little bit of maybe pressure being applied here. I've lost track of Wayne Graham, but he's coming around, I believe, into turn nine right now. He's very easily navigated these back markers, and he's still maintaining a pretty hefty lead over the cars that were following in behind him. But slowly, surely, it does look like Roger Eagleton is trying to creep up there. There's about a 1.8 second gap between them. Michael Mikhail Butenko, not far behind either and they're getting a little bit stalled here as they come down into turn one. One back marker causing a little bit of problems, and Botenko, I think, almost saw an opportunity there in turn one but couldn't quite find it. Roger Eagleton swinging over uh, to the inside of the track uh, to slow him down just a little bit. And good move by that mark, back marker. Gave plenty of room as they went into one to let those two uh, cars that are racing up front get through without any issues. Uh, lots and lots of, of, of movement there. And, and Or not movement, but that's the thing he didn't do. He didn't move in to go take that line into turn one and gave those two guys a nice chance to get through. So uh, I don't remember which car that is. I'll try to catch that on the way by. That is one of the problems, Tristan, when we start talking about you know races in the back of the field. We, we lose track of the front of the field. We don't... You always know where they are when they're when they're picking up and coming through. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Unfortunate, but true. I must admit, uh, we're we're doing our we're doing our level best. I think I see them now coming around on turn number. I want to say turn number six, such as it is. And sure enough, they are passing yet another back marker there. Uh, we just watched Roger Eagleton go by Butenko now making his pass on that back marker. The back marker is doing a spectacular job of letting these guys just kind of continue the fight. But the gap between uh, Roger Eagleton and Mikhail Butenko is getting quite big. Butenko was doing a really good job earlier of kind of uh, holding in there. But it does seem to be expanding now. They're coming down into turn number nine. Our leader still relatively comfortable up there in the front. That's Wayne Graham. And then the two who have been chasing at the back here coming down into the straight and it does look like about a two-car lead actually between Butenko maybe three-car lead there between Butenko uh, and Eagleton. I, I'm still trying to determine whether Butenko is just knows where he can get this done and is waiting for the last lap or, or the time to do it or if or if Eagleton is just basically uh, matching him lap for lap we'll, we'll obviously see how this plays out but uh, it could be either of those situations there and and we'll see what that's all about here as we come to our uh, last five laps in this race. You might be entirely right, Brian. I think he maybe has marked his target here just a little bit. It does, you do get that feeling, especially when we see them come down around through the straights, but there always seems to be some opening up there, and we talked about it at the beginning of the race, actually down around seven and eight. Uh, people kind of power through. They get a little bit of a gap, and you'll see that lead group coming down through turn five right now, and Roger Eagleton still maintaining a relatively respectable distance, uh, so has made up a little bit of a, a spacing time there as they came around turn three. Uh, so Butenko now falling back just a little bit, but we'll see him again when they come around the straights. We'll see if Butenko manages to close up that gap coming through turn nine, which is what we've seen the last couple of times, and whether he can finally make that overtake, but he is starting to run out of time. Definitely running out of time, running out of laps, you know, and it's, it's this accordion effect between the second and third place cars. The good news for those front three uh, cars, the, our front runners here, is that, you know, barring any kind of issues, I, there's really not a chance for that fourth place car of Tony Rivera to, to bridge that gap at this point in time. So we may be looking at our, our podium here right now with Graham and Eagleton and Bedenko, and that could very well be how this thing plays out. We'll see how it goes. We've got uh, six and uh, seven minutes left in this race or four laps, whichever comes first. 
Well, if you are a Michael Lewis fan, by the way, you'll be happy to know that he's managed to get past uh, a number of individuals here. He actually pushed past Michael Henderson a while ago. And it looks like he might have pushed past Tony Rivera. I don't know necessarily what happened, but on our timesheet, at least Tony Rivera has dropped down to sixth place. Michael Lewis has moved up to fifth, and now he's chasing after Chris Qualls here with about a 0.4 second difference between the two of them. And still that front pack holding steady, but a lot of movement there in the in around four, five, six, and seven uh, is that sort of second group that we've been tracking here. Absolutely, and Michael Lewis, I'm looking at the timing sheets. I looks to me like he is just going to run out of laps for the opportunity to get up on the podium. Uh, but we're, we'll see what happens here. You know, he's proved in the past that he can do these types of things. Uh, there's a long history of that. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens here. But it looks to me, just looking at raw track time, uh, lap times, that he is not have enough laps left to, to make it onto the podium. But we'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out. I think you might be right, Brian. The uh, brutal calculus of time there, not in his favor at the moment. But it is worth pointing out that he is currently sitting third overall in the GT3 category. So he's still doing relatively well class-wise uh, in the T2s, by the way. Roger Eagleton obviously still in the lead right there. Has not yet been unseated by Mikhail Butenko. In fact, that gap continuing to widen here as they come around. Uh, in the STLs, by the way, the leader still Wesley Molno here. Uh, and then in the T4s, Izzy Sanchez holding that leadership spot as we come into the tail end of this race. Helps to turn off the mute button when you want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to mitigate some of the wind noise that we're getting up here on the on our system. So, uh, you know, doing our best that we can with these uh, with these windy conditions. And sadly, I think it may get, get a little more windy as the day goes on. Here's a great looking pack coming through uh, three cars back to back. I don't even know which three cars those are, but they are certainly looking like they're having fun. That's one of the fun parts about these multi-class races here in the SCCA is, you know, we talk a lot about what happens up front because that's the easiest thing for us to pick out a lot of times. Uh, and sometimes uh, that is the, the most the most uh, uh, exciting part of the action. Uh, but there's always often things going on back in the pack with different classes. And sometimes even a, a battle for fourth and fifth in a class, uh, which is deeper in the field, is just a lot of fun to watch. Oh, very much so, Brian. You, you love to see it. And there's a little bit more action, actually, as they come around here just now. Something similar. But that, uh, speaking of that lead group, just to go back to it really quick, Roger Eagleton has very much widened the gap between him and Mikhail Buktenko. Uh, I don't think there's a way that Buktenko can really get back into this. About four seconds uh, in between the two of them. Meanwhile, Michael Lewis has made yet another pass here as he came past the finish line. Uh, he is ahead of Chris Qualls now and firmly in fourth place overall in the race and second in the G. One lap to go next time by. We just got the word from the people who, who make things happen here. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out for Wayne Graham, and we'll see him come by. When that happens, the white flag will, uh, will uh, come out on their, our last race of the weekend for Group 1. <laughs> Uh, we still, of course, have six more races. Six more races here uh, coming up today, and we'll uh, we'll be bringing those all to you here on the Racing Wire Podcast Network. 
There's that group again we were talking about towards the back end. A little pretty tight. Steve Borlick in there. Uh, Ted Launchbaugh, or Todd Launchbaugh, my apologies. Christina Etherington, I think, was in that group. David Zink. That's that uh, middle pack. We talked about them a couple of times. They're all relatively tight coming in through here. So on their last, are getting close to their last lap now. They still have uh, a few opportunities to sort that out and get themselves a final uh, order, as it were. Uh, but our race leader should be coming up now around and signaling. Real bad news for our car number 47, our third place car, Mikhail Botenko. He has had a mechanical problem. He is off course, and that, of course, is going to make room for Michael Lewis to get on the podium. <laughs> He's got the touch. I don't know what it is. He's being watched over by the race gods there. Poor Mikhail Botenko has done such a good job of holding a steady position there in third. Really was challenging Roger Eagleton earlier, but it does look like Michael Lewis uh, is now up into that third place, and Chris Qualls slipping into fourth there behind him as we come into the final lap. The white flag is out here as our race leader went by. That's Wayne Graham, uh, and we'll see if there's any more jostling for position here, but it does look like our top three may be relatively set for this race. Never fails when I bring out my announcer's supercomputer, that's the gray matter between my ears, and actually work out the timing then something happens to make it not work out the way my, 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 my race, car, race announcer's super cute computer said it would. Can't uh. trust him. <laughs> Never fails. All right, our leader is through turn six, heading now down towards the final group of corners here. This will be the second, uh, or this will be the first checkered flag of our Saturday, Sunday races here at Willow Springs. No issues for Wayne Graham. He could probably coast home from this point. It looks as though... There we go, Wayne Graham, actually not coast home. I didn't realize how close Roger Eagleton had come up. That was only a five, a half a second difference between first and second. We should be seeing Michael Lewis cross the line right now. He is our third place finisher, starting from essentially last place, even though he was the pole sitter. He had to come into the pits at the early part of the race and then went back out. He also was really late getting to pit lane, so maybe they just didn't get something done as they were trying to get the car to ready for the race, but that's what happened, and he was able to run his way through the field and get back up to third place. A spectacular performance right there, really making it work. Uh, Chris Qualls has pulled off here before the finish line. Not exactly sure what happened right there in independent lane. Uh, so hopefully uh, nothing nothing made uh, some sort of technical issue. But uh, it does look like things are firming up down here in the back of the pack. We'll see if we can get a look as they come around here down turn number nine. A little bit of dust again kicked up on the corner there, but nothing too serious. Uh, as we'll start to close out this race, the first race of the day, very, very much at its end. Well, in, in the SCCA, you can take the checkered flag in pit lane. So uh, not quite sure what the motivation was there, uh, but that doesn't affect him unless, you know, obviously cars uh, have, you know, zoomed past him on the front straight while he was rolling a little slowly down, uh, down pit lane. So we're wrapping things up here in just a second. We'll give you a full field rundown when we get a few more cars across the lane. All right, let's start working through our full field rundown for race group one on Sunday at Willow Springs. Our race winner was Wayne, uh, Wayne Graham. He was in the GT3 car. Uh, the second place car was Roger Eagleton. He's also your T2 class winner. Third place is Michael Lewis. He's, that rounds out your podium. And he, of course, was also the GT3 second place car. 
the third place car in GT3, Mike Henderson, he finished fourth overall. Uh, fourth place in GT3 was Chris Qualls. He finished fifth. Tony Rivera was able to come home in sixth. He is your fourth place car in GT3. Running through the rest of the field, seventh place was Wesley Molno, followed by Todd Launchbaugh. And my computer won't move at the moment. Oh, here we go. There we go. Todd Launchbaugh. Then we've got Steve Borlick. David Zink is in 10th. 11th through 15th, Christina Etherington. Uh, Izzy Sanchez. Uh, Ro uh, Roldan de Guzman. Colin Kohler. And uh, Jesse Lucina. Uh, 16th place through 20th, we have Norm Benson. Philip Clark. Uh, Rick Delmer. Uh, Mikhail Butenko, who ran in third place for almost the entire race until having a mechanical problem right at the end. Uh, 20th was Dale Shoemaker. Uh, Darren Murdoch was in 21st. Chris Yonk, he finished 22nd, but I don't think, well, no, he, he, no, he did not have enough laps. I don't think he will be actually considered a finisher here. All right, that's going to do it for our action here for race group one. Race one in the books out here at Willow Springs for our Sunday races. This is the U.S. Majors Tour for uh, races from the California Sports Car Club of the SECA. And you're listening to the Racing Wire Podcasting Network.